the angel Gabriel from heaven came. The angel Gabriel appears uh, only three times in all of sacred scripture, um, two times in the Gospel of Luke, and one time in the book of the prophet Daniel. He's rare among the angels uh, in given a particular name. Usually angels are just an angel or the angels or a host of angels, but angel Gabriel seems to play a particular role in the reading from last week when Mary has gone to her sister, her cousin Elizabeth, to sing of her great love for God, the Magnificat, which we heard last week. The angel Gabriel previously had visited Zechariah, Elizabeth's wife, to tell her that they would conceive a son way beyond their childbearing years and that this son would become John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, who would one day baptize him. And then in this morning's lesson, prequel of sorts, for last week's reading, the visit of the angel Gabriel uh, to Mary in Nazareth. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. When Gabriel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was much perplexed by these words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David to reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was said to be unable to become pregnant when well, nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary replied, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And so then the angel 
departed from her. Amen. And from here, as we read last week, Mary goes on a journey to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And in the joy of their greeting, she sings, My soul shall magnify the Lord who has done great things. The Annunciation, the appearance to Mary of the angel Gabriel. Such a rich and not to overuse a uh, oft-used phrase, pregnant story. With so many human dimensions and possibilities, the wondering of Mary, the ready acceptance which to our minds that were honest has to become something of a surprise to think that she would respond so faithfully, so lovingly, so freely. The Anoim, I shall be an Anoim, the servant of the Lord. This sense of readiness um, to be uh, one uh, with God's purposes in the world. And the child to be born, Jesus, who will save his people, who will be called the Son of God. In the words spoken by the angel to Joseph in the Gospel of Matthew, Emmanuel, God with us. In this birth, in the complete vulnerability, the interdependence, the danger of childbirth, God may become present in the world. God empties God's self to enter into the fullness of our human condition, as we say in our United Church of Christ statement of faith, in Jesus Christ, our crucified and risen Lord, who have come to us and shared our common lot. Nothing in our human experience, from birth to death to life again, is beyond the experience, the direct, first-hand, personal experience of God. As I like to say, the scriptures are the continual record of the efforts on the part of people to understand the nature of God and God's relationship with humanity, and so it is a record of the human development, the consciousness of humanity, to fully appreciate the nature and reality of God's love for us, how God is reaching out to us in every circumstance. And in this particular moment, God, who is faithful, therefore compassionate, ceases to be compassionate and becomes one, goes beyond compassion to be fully with us, not to feel with us, but to feel as we feel, to live as we live, to know life in both its fullness and joy and in its great suffering and terrible sorrow. Make no mistake, the time in which Mary and Joseph lived, the time into which Jesus was born, was a time of great trouble. This was not a place in a time of peace and tranquility. It was a time of great trouble and of suffering particularly for Mary and Joseph and those like them who lived at the bottom of the rungs of the hierarchical nature of the Roman Empire. To say they were marginalized is to understate the reality in which they lived. And yet this is where God chooses to be. 
God does not choose to be at the right hand of the emperor or of the learned authorities or of the high priest or of anything else that speaks of human power in temporal terms. But God chooses to be at the right hand indeed within the reality of a people deeply in need and so transforms our human experience. So there is something of sorrow in the birth of Jesus because the birth of Jesus necessarily entails the death, the crucifixion, the resurrection of Jesus. It is one story. It is the birth, it's the crucifixion, it's the resurrection. One without the other lacks its meaning and power. All together they tell a complete story of how God reaching into every experience and transforming it for love. Nonviolence and peace overcome violence and injustice. Love overcomes hate. Light vanquishes the shadows. God is not distant and aloof with the farthest reaches of the cosmos, but is in the truly humble and earthy reality of our days. Music is so much a part of our experience of Christmas, isn't it? Everything from Handel's masterwork, Messiah, to popular culture and songs written even today that speak about the mystery of God's love in the birth of the babe of Bethlehem. I don't know about you, but I love country western music. I love bluegrass. You know, Johnny Cash is one of my great heroes. And you know, a country singer who's still at it, um, who I really love, and I think many of you do too, is Dolly Patton. Can you say that, Dolly Patton? She's a beautiful person, wonderful human being, deeply compassionate and giving, and an incredible songwriter. In her own description, she thinks of herself not so much as a singer, is a songwriter, prolific, um, is putting it mildly. And this year, a new song that she's written, I Still Believe. Let me read, I won't sing it for you. Let me read for you a, a portion of the lyrics from Dolly's song. Even though we're walking through the valley of death, scared and Wondering what happens next, uncertainty, division, anger, and unrest, I still believe. Questions of what and why and when, what is it, what happened, when will it end? These are strange and crazy times that we're living in, but I still believe. I believe there's a day and it's coming soon when we will unmask this face of doom, walk hand in hand in perfect harmony. And I believe there are good deeds to be so nurtured with love to make them grow. I believe that faith 
can heal our bodies, minds, and souls. Yes, that's what I believe. We've become hysterical. How greatly come undone. Oh, but I believe in miracles and that we will soon see one and the world will see a better place when all is said and done. I believe in a higher power. In the midst of our darkest hour, there is a light so bright it will melt away. Hate and greed, that's what I believe to my very core. The God who knows our hearts, who knows our needs, who sees and feels our fear, who hears our pleas. We come to God on bended knees, and through it all, I still believe. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil. Just imagine Dolly singing that with a full arrangement. It's incredible. In the passage we read this morning, it says that Mary planted all these things in her heart. Luke, the skilled evangelist, writes as well at the end of his birth narrative after the arrival of the shepherds and the visitation to the temple and the blessing of Jesus. Luke will write, and Luke, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Let these closing days of Advent be for us a time of wandering and pondering and listening for the voice of love and the babbling sounds of the babe of Bethlehem. that we may still believe.